Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, everybody. This is Kenny and... Kenny Sway. All right. And I think Kenny a third. I don't know. Uh, we hear Isaac, but that's okay. With the squad on the Positive Tip Podcast. Um, and, and so, Kenny, how you doing? It's been great weather. It hit 60 today in Cleveland, so it fits the motif of spring training a little bit. So <laughs> The motif of spring training. Well, hey, let's, let's jump, jump right in. Let's start there with spring training. <laughs> uh, I see Isaac is going for spring training. Um, let's jump there. So what are some early thoughts? I know it's, it's the first day of games, right? Today I know a lot of changes. Um, I, I think you told me, you know, they're shortening the games as well, you know, if, if both teams agree. Um, what are some early thoughts? And I'm anxious to get – I know we, we've got a way to go. We'll probably do some predictions right before the regular season starts. But as you go into spring training, here's what I love. Every team thinks that they got a shot, Right. What are some yep. teams? So, what are two questions? What are some early thoughts from you? And what are some teams that unfortunately have zero shot going into this year? Well, I think one of the main things you usually hear, and I think they said this on the Yankee broadcast today, all the time, everyone's in great shape, everyone's looking good, everyone's healthy. I think honestly, because especially the last couple of years with the Yankees. If everyone can say that on opening day as opposed to the first day of spring training, that's a good sign. Especially since um, the three guys that could potentially be on the Yankees rotation pitched a combined one inning last year. Um, yeah, that's Kluber, Talion, and uh, Herman. Are you? Are you nervous? Side note: We should probably do. Uh, are you nervous about that? We'll wait and see. Okay. I'm not too nervous yet, but I guess it all depends on how the guys respond. Um, but it is, I love this time of year because there is that sense of optimism that like everyone feels like they have a chance to win the title. I, um, I had seen on Facebook, Major League Baseball does like a, I don't know how they do it, like some algorithm to decide like based on uh, projections like what percent chance do you have of winning the World Series? Um, I believe one team actually had like a zero percent chance. That's the Baltimore Orioles. I would say they have zero shot. <laughs> uh, but I could say that and they could run the table and shock everyone. Um, I would also add probably Seattle, um, which that's an interesting story kind of early on is um, – did you hear about that whole thing with their CEO? Yeah. <clears throat> Let, let's stay on that for a second then. I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't have that on the list, but I should have. Um, 
He said a lot of really... Um, how can I put this? Obviously, none of us liked a lot of the things he said, right? About interpreters and stuff like that. And so yeah. I, I hate to say this, so he was he was being really honest on how a lot of things are done in baseball, particularly, you know, they were talking about the Mets prospect that the Mets sent him, who's, who's going to be a really good player, seems like, and how they don't bring them up until, like, May so that they get a full year, you know. And, and he said, hey, this guy's going to play here for six years, and then he's going to be gone in free agency. I mean, yeah. I, you know, so... I hated some of the things he said, but I, you know, when I thought about one of the best GMs ever, Theo Epstein, and how he did that with Chris Bryant, you know, years back, it was just so apparent. But I also think about how the Mets didn't do that, you know, with Pete Alonso, how you know they 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 were probably tempted to have him an extra year like that, but they brought him up, and and the guy had a phenomenal year, you know. So what 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 were some of your thoughts as you heard that? Well, to me, I I have a few friends that are Mariners fans. I haven't asked them. I might put it on Facebook and see what they say. But like, if I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, if I'm a Seattle fan in general, Russell Wilson's a whole other story. Um, I would be very very annoyed because like some of the comments that he made, like manipulating service time, everybody does it. Mike Trout was also another guy that, like, they waited until, like, early May to call him up. And, like, he's the best player in this generation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, everybody does it. Um, but it is really annoying. And it's really annoying to be that out front about it. And then also kind of how he's talking about how, like, he's, like, short-changing the players, saying things like the players will crawl to us because they don't have a contract. Like, all of that type of stuff just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And obviously he resigned too, so. Um, but I think um, when you look at Seattle, like, they're a team that's in rebuilding. There'd be another team that, like, they have, I would say they have, like, a 1% chance of making the playoffs, let alone winning the World Series. And I look at them and I'm like, wow, they really don't care to win this year or next year or even the year after that. And... Like, I understand rebuilds take a few years. Look at how long it took the Cubs, how long it took the Astros. Like, sometimes it takes a few years. But when you hear things like that, that doesn't – like, spring training should be a time of like, oh, we we think we really have a good shot at the playoffs. We have a really good shot at 500. Not – yeah, these guys are really good hot shot prospects, but you're not going to see them this year. You might not see them next year. This such and such a pitcher is really good. But he's not coming back, so you can forget about that. Like that kind of yeah. stuff is just never good. Yeah, and, and you and I have talked about that—the um, culture aspect from a leadership perspective, where successful organizations against organizations that aren't as successful. And Seattle's one of those. The Mariners, at least, is one of those that uh, hasn't been successful in a long time. And even when they had, and I think he had been there for twenty years. But even when they had some of the best players in the game, Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey, um, yeah, Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, Alex Rodriguez, they still didn't win anything. You know, they they had the best record, yeah. one of the best records I think ever, if that if that still holds, and they still lost in the playoffs. So I think that you know some of the things that he said about interpreters, 
it, it sounded mean-spirited to me. It, it came off as, as kind of racist. I mean, of course you need interpreters, you know, um, and you don't want to pay for an interpreter. Well, you know, don't uh, don't sign someone from Japan or from Cuba or, or somewhere like that. You, you know, it, it just it just seemed sour grapes like you had to pay the guy, I think, 75 grand a year just to interpret. But that's been going on for a long, long time, you know? Yeah, and also, like, $75,000 to, like, a multi-million dollar budget is nothing. Yeah. And, like, and especially if it's going to make your pitcher or your hitter feel more comfortable talking to the press, go for it. Right now, if I'm, like... Which it's interesting because there's a heavy Japanese presence up there because of uh, of Ichiro and yeah. some of the other guys. Yeah, I would not if I was um, if I was like a guy from Japan, Korea, anywhere in Latin America, I wouldn't touch Seattle. Yeah, I would go anywhere but Seattle. Isn't there? And if owner, I was there now, I'd ask for a trade. Isn't there but, owner? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, from a Japanese company like a. Uh, an entertainment company in Japan, I think uh, their owner, one of the gaming companies, I, J- Japan gaming companies. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's like the like part owner of Nintendo. Right, right, right. It. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you would think, you know, and they have over the years, they've attracted some really good, actually, you know, Asian players. And um, but yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't go there now if I'm, you know, why? I mean, even though that guy's gone, they're gonna have to change that culture. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a very, very interesting, but yet also unsettling, you know, part of the week. I think that, you know, I don't know how baseball gets around that, right, of of them holding a guy back for a year because that's hard to prove. But he was just blatant. If we want to do it, we're going to do it. Um, so yeah. did you hear also Jared, I'm forgetting his last name, starts with a K, is, is the player that he was talking about. And he tweeted something out that said, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, that basically he knew that he could have helped. They, they were kind of independent race late last year. Obviously a very aberrational year, right? But he said that they were like, you know, three games out with a week left. He said he absolutely knows he could have helped the team. I mean, he's got a lot of confidence in himself. And he probably could have, you know? And so, but yet, yet you know, to save that money for an extra year... They never brought him up, you know, last year. And, and so it's it's interesting. They need a, a change of culture. I mean, when you don't win for that long, something is wrong. You know, especially yeah. in baseball where it, it does, like you said, t- take a while. It doesn't take 20 years. When's the last time they win the playoffs? Last time was 2001. They have the longest drought of any of the major sports. That, that's 20 years, right? That'll be 20 years this year. Um, yeah. So who else doesn't have a shot? Um, let's see. So I named two American League teams. I'll leave it at that. Um, National League, I would have said the Marlins, but, like, they made the playoffs last year. Um, probably also Pittsburgh. Yeah. And really anyone, not the Dodgers or the Padres. Yeah, yeah, the the Pirates have no shot. I think the Marlins with their pitching does. I think anytime you have the, the three young pitchers that they have, um, you know, I think that they, they could sneak in. You just never know. Uh, but it's a long season. It's not, you know, 50 games or whatever it was last year, you know, uh, 60 games. So uh, it, it's a long season, so it's hard to maintain that. Um, yeah. 
So no other concerns on your Yankees except uh, you're not really even that concerned with the pitchers that, that really haven't pitched in the last year. Any other concerns? Um, I'm a little concerned with Gary Sanchez, but that's only a little bit. Because, um, like, Sanchez went through stretches last year for, like, a couple of months where he was bad. But, like, it was emphasized because it was that short 60-game stretch. I think you give him a full season, you give him time to, to like, kind of get his feet under him a little bit. Not having as many fans in the stands will help him to not get booed as much, hopefully. <laughs> um, but I think he should be fine. Um, really, to me, the biggest thing is keeping everybody healthy. Yeah. Um, I think if Stanton and Judge can both stay healthy, play 140, 150 games, this team has a good shot. Because the East is kind of a little wide open with the Rays losing. Really, like, there's no... The big powerhouses to me in, in baseball are the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. Also, you can add in the Mets. You can add in the Braves. The American League seems a little bit more balanced. So there's a good shot that the Yankees can really, like, actually take the step to make the World Series this year. Okay. I, I, I agree. I agree. I'll give you one quick thing on the Mets, and then we'll move to the NBA. Um, I like the Mets bench. I, I like what they've done there. Albert Almora, uh, Kevin Millar, Jonathan Villar. I, I like what they've done on their bench. Uh, you know, they still have uh, Tomas Nito backing up. Um, you know, backing up uh, James McCann. I, I like what they've uh, done, even though without Robinson Cano, obviously getting Lindor. You've got some depth there now with McNeil, with J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith. You, you've got depth in, in kind of all of the positions. And I, I always feel like any of the teams that you see win every year, they typically have a veteran bench of guys that know what their role is and can come off and you know play a few games a year. I always thought that was a big cornerstone of, of the Yankee teams in the 70s and the 90s. Um, you know, they, they always had guys that, you know, came off the bench that, you know, whether it was Dallas Strawberry or Tim Raines or, you know, we can go on and on, Charlie Hayes. Uh, and, and so I think that the Mets have the makings of that. So I'm really, really happy with that. I thought they were trying to build that last year, but then Eduardo Nunez got hurt and they, they just, you know, they brought back Todd Frazier, who's uh, probably past his prime. And, and, and so, um, but this year, I think, you know, I I like I like their bench because I think in a long year you you really really need that, um, and especially yeah. you know COVID still looming a little bit. Hopefully it's getting better, but so I I am excited about the Mets. I would have loved to. Uh, I like that what they did with they started pitching as well and their bullpen. So I'm I, you know we'll see though. I say this all the time. You got to do it on the field. You know you just got to do it on the field yeah. on, on the court. So speaking of uh, let's 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 shift over to the NBA. How about those Knicks? 17 and 17. Yeah. Um, when was the last time we could say the Knicks were 500 and I don't know. Like going into March. I don't remember. And I know, like, <laughs> and it's a little different because, like, the season started late, but still, like, yeah. uh, they're going into March at 500. Like, that's awesome. I don't remember. I mean, so what, what, are, what are a couple of things you really, really like uh, about this team so far? Um, I really like the steps that Julius Randle has taken. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Honestly, I thought, like, okay, he's just kind of a stopgap player until they rebuild. But, like, he's kind of looked more and more like a piece to maybe build around. Maybe not as, like, the centerpiece, but I think he's still been really, really good. Also, Derek Rose has been a lot, like, he's been a lot better than I thought he would be. I was wrong. Like, and I, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to kind of mess up what they were doing. Yeah. But I feel like he's fit in so well. Yeah. And I, and I think that's been a big thing. Um, and really, their defense continues to just do its thing. Like, yeah, I'll have to look this up, but they, they're they still, like, they've got to be still top five defense. They are, yeah, every- yeah. They're number three. Yeah, I was wrong on Derrick Rose, and, and I apologize. Uh, I, and, and, you know, I always liked Derrick Rose. I was excited when they got him the first time around. I think that I I feel I felt terrible that he had the injuries that he had because he was on his way to a Hall of Fame career, but he's still really good and really fast, and he's in phenomenal shape for someone that's 32. 32 is not old, but in the NBA, especially since you've been playing 12, 13 years, it can be old. And yeah, I, I always thought Derrick Rose had one of the best seasons that I've ever seen of a college player. You know, with Memphis almost taking him to the championship that year, almost single-handedly, and so I always wanted to see him do well, and he, and he did. So I, I love what he's doing, and, and as much as I think, and I know uh, you feel like I overrate him a little bit, Alfred Payton, I've always liked, and um, you know, I, but I think that you got to start Rose. You know, after watching these last couple of games with Payton out. I mean, bring Peyton off the bench now. You know what I mean? I think I think you have to start Rose. It's I know that they like that firepower with him and quickly coming off the bench. But man, he set the tone last night. You know, um, and the night before that, and the plays that they made down the stretch, even the shot he made before halftime yesterday was unbelievable. And yeah. you know, that, down the stretch, the defense that they played was spectacular. Um, so I. I'm optimistic. You know, this week, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way, they play Detroit twice and they play San Antonio. And, you know, in my lifetime, San Antonio's always been good in my lifetime. You know, and definitely in yours. Yeah. So I'm not used to, you know, seeing them not that good. But, I mean, these are three winnable games that this coming week that, you know, the Knicks could go into the All-Star break at 20-17, and 17, which would be way beyond any of our expectations or imaginations, you know? Yeah, and um, okay, I'm just double checking this. This is true. Knicks are still tops in opponents' points per game. Wow. Um, they're averaging 104, which is a full five points ahead of the second team, which is Miami. Wow. Um, wow. Right now, I didn't realize this either. Right now, they're the fifth seed. Yeah, so, they like, jumped they up the other night. They have to play the playing games. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they jumped up the last couple of games. Like, it's been, I don't know, it seems still kind of a little surreal because it's like, wait, they're actually still good? Like, but I think also, like, quickly has been a huge part of it, too. Like, I was, when I saw kind of as they were doing draft day and kind of seeing some of his highlights and stuff, I'm like, oh, I feel like that's a guy that could probably work here. And then, sure enough, he has. Um, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year because uh, Lamelo Ball doesn't have to do much to win it. But yeah. 
Yeah. He's been to me one of the most impressive parts of this team too. Yeah. Like those few nights he was like at, like scoring like thirty points. It's like wow. Yeah. Where did that come? From? In a little amount of minutes too, he scores like a lot of points quick. You know, quickly. Um, you know. One of the interesting things is obviously this week they let fans in. I think it's almost 2,000 at, at, at the Nick game, about the same in, in Brooklyn. But it, as Nick fans, lifelong Nick fans, you and I, I, it was no surprise to me that Quickly is like the fan favorite because, you know, he looks like he's 12 years old. You know what I mean? He's not that big, not that tall, and he, he, just, he just seems to make these spectacular plays. Now, when he's off, he's off. Like, I think he went, like, three games. He was, like, three for 22 or something like that. But I think you expect that with a rookie. And it was also no surprise that there were a lot of fans that had Obi Toppin, you know, jerseys. I think, you know, the Knicks are in a little bit of a quagmire there, right? Because, you know, Julius Randle is is an all-star, deservedly so. But that's the same position as Toppin. So how do you find him minutes? Because Randle doesn't want to come out. I mean, the guy, I think he still leads the league in minutes played or second at least. You know, so um, yeah. it's hard. I'm excited. I think that um, I, I think that uh, I, I want to see them still stay a little bit patient. I, I like to keep this group a little bit together and and still build on with a, a couple more young pieces, you know, through the draft even. Uh, you know, because I, I, I don't know what one superstar you would get. Andre Drummond would be good, especially if, uh, you know, Taj Gibson is out for a while. But, you know, what do you have to give up for him? I don't know. You know, would you give up one of those? Yeah. Well, would you give up a number one draft pick for him? Maybe. Um, and Drummond, I think, would be very motivated because um, I don't know if – I think it was during the Knicks-Cavs game. So, um, but one of the things he said, one of his goals was for this year was to make the playoffs because all the accolades that he has, he's 0-8 as a player in the playoffs getting swept twice in the first round with, as a member of Detroit. So I think he's really motivated to make the playoffs. I think he's motivated to show that he can do well in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't give up too much for him, but also teams like say the Clippers or if Anthony Davis is still out, the Lakers would probably make, a little bit more sense for him. I don't know if Milwaukee yeah. has anything to trade for, but Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Boston doesn't like to make trades at all. Yeah. But yeah, their their record, Celtics, really surprises me. But um, closing out with Drummond, he, all I'll say is that um, he's a New York guy, uh, born and raised here, yeah. Mount Vernon, I think. So uh, you know, bring him, bring him back home. I would probably straight up a number one pick, nothing else for him, you know. Uh, and and I, I know I still have, you know, a few more number ones, you know, in in my, you know, in my back pocket. So, because I, I think he would add to the team. I think he's, I, 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 he he strikes me as a winning ball player who's never been on a winning team. You know, I think that because he he does the little things, you know, and he's one of those stars that you know doesn't mind doing the little things, you know, to get teams there. So. Um, yeah. Any anything else in the NBA this week that stood out for you? Uh, well, two things. This is a side note. Uh, Julius Randle was second in minutes played. Uh, only Fred Van Fleet has played more minutes. Okay. 
LeBron is third, which that's amazing. LeBron being third that's is amazing. very. He's not interesting. human. Yeah, he's not human. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's amazing. Um, well, I think. Well, number one, the Nets have been yeah. continually on fire. Like, um, they just snapped an eight-game winning streak, and it seems and they're doing it like. Like, the big three there haven't really played that much together, which might also be part of why they've been successful. But, like, the fact that, like, I feel like they're just killing people offensively. And I don't know if that's going to last. I don't know if that's something that can be sustainable in the playoffs when defense becomes more of a focus. But right now it's very – it's hard to say that they're not the favorites. Um. Like, I know the Lakers, they'll have Anthony Davis back eventually. The Clippers are out there. Philly's still good, but... And it kills me because Brooklyn could have been the Knicks. Like, they yeah. had the space. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so, I, I, I agree. I think the Nets are, are gelling as a team. If you're a Net fan, would you be concerned that... Kyrie and Durant can't seem to stay healthy. They've been out a lot. Yeah. I would be. Yeah. Um, ish. Because it seems like, like, yeah, it, whether it's Kyrie or KD or both of them, it seems like they can't really stay healthy together. But if you lose one of them for a playoff series, still if you have James Harden and Kevin Durant on the same team, you're still better than pretty much every other team that's out there. Yeah. Except for maybe maybe the Lakers or yeah. Utah's can't seem to lose, so maybe Utah too. Well, you know, what's interesting is that they traded away most of their supporting cast, which was really good to get James Harden, but some of the guys that, that they still have and that even they picked up in, in this big trade, they're, they're just playing really well. I think it's a, it's a testament. Steve Nash, I think, has done a, a, a really good job with that team so far. You know, um, yeah. that that's that can't be an easy job. You know, uh, nah. that can't that can't be an easy job. All right. Well, I tell you, the, I'll tell you real quick. My surprise has been the Celtics. I'm surprised how bad they're playing. And you know, you keep an eye on the Celtics because you know we have a lot of friends up in that area, and and so uh, I'm I'm just like, why are they not playing so well? Uh, but you know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jalen Brown has just developed into a great player, but, um, you know, there are other guys uh, seem to be floundering some. Now, I know Jason Tatum had, you know, COVID, and he seems to have had a tough time recovering from that. So, you know, he's obviously yeah. the other piece that needs to play really, really well. Because I'm like, they, they can't miss Gordon Haywood that much, can they? I mean, Gordon Haywood's playing great with uh, with Charlotte, but he didn't. he didn't never really, really – gelled there in Boston so I don't know we'll see we'll see uh it, it should be exciting all-star is the all-star game next week yeah okay. and they're doing um the all of the festivities all one day in one day so. okay all right so it's not yeah. the weekend it's just the the one probably on Sunday I guess all that'll be okay we'll have I guess something to talk about there all right and we still have a few minutes left um oh we'll hold off on Alex Smith and, and Tiger Woods hopefully Tiger Woods gets better I really wanted you to talk about uh, Trey Mancini because I love that we try to really highlight some very positive stories, right? Because I think that when you're mixing Christianity and sports like we'd like to, 
you know, whenever we see something that we know is a God thing, we want to definitely lift that up. And so why don't you talk about Trey Mancini, who's with the Orioles. We just kill the Orioles, but he's with the <laughs> Orioles. And I, I just love that story that you sent me. So why don't you uh, give, us, uh, give us some highlights and your thoughts? Sure. Um, so Trey Mancini, first baseman for the Orioles. I will say the better okay. of Chris Davis. kind of more of a shot to uh, Chris Davis, but um, Trey Mancini as well. A lot of players missed all of the 2020 season because of um, opting out like Ian Desmond, David Price, probably the two biggest ones. Nick Markakis for a hot second before he decided Marcus he wanted Stroman. to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marcus Stroman. Yeah. But Trey Mancini um, missed all of last season with um, fighting colon cancer. He was diagnosed um, back in March of 2020 with stage three colon cancer. Um, went through all of the treatment and everything like that. And, um, and obviously, like, that was a very big story uh, for the Orioles. Trey Mancini's not, like, their top guy. You know, I don't know if they really have a top guy. But, like, he's definitely, like, a guy that's been there for a while, a guy that's, like, very loved by the fans. So it was a very big deal. Um, November, he was declared cancer-free. So praise God for that. He went through all of the treatments, all of the – he had surgery to remove the, the tumor and everything like that. Um, so today, first time he steps back into the plate um, since being diagnosed almost a year ago. Um, and actually in his first at bat, he gets a rousing standing ovation. Um, I don't even remember if well, – let me look that up real quick here. Uh, he got a hit or something, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was in, like, Baltimore's um, home. But either way, um, he got a standing ovation and then hits a single in his first at-bat. So um, really it's like one of those stories that's a lot bigger than baseball. Um, and to me, it's like one of those ways of just overcoming. Um, he actually, after the game, said that the ovation meant the world to him, um, just really coming back. And I think once you get that notice of, like, and you of all people would know this, like, being able to kind of resume what you did before is such a big testament. And I think just, like, overcoming that yeah. and being able to step back on the plate was such a big moment for him. Um, I think it'll be a much bigger moment uh, come April first, once they're back, um, once they're back uh, to regular season games. But I think it was a, just a really awesome moment, a really cool thing to see. Um, even though it's February and we're seeing spring training baseball, I think it's still really cool to see. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much, man, for sharing that and and for sending me that article. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was was sick last year how he's um able to get himself in playing shape after undergoing and going through what he did certainly you know i i know that uh it's spectacular right and that's a god thing god obviously giving him the strength you know to do that but you made another great point on uh your life kind of getting back to normal and you know whenever you're and as we've, as mommy and I have, as your mom and I have talked to two people, uh, 
over the years we've a lot of people want to have that normalcy, right? And they and they really physically can't and shouldn't. So we always tell people that sometimes you have to have a new normal, right? What does that look like? Like if if you love to go out dancing, you know, you might need to put that on pause for a little while, you know, and and do something else. Maybe you, you know, put on a video game that has dancing and you can maybe do a little bit of that in your house. Uh, If you like to play tennis, you know, there's video games that have simulation where you can do that, you know, where you can sit down and rest. And so, but a world-class athlete, Major League Baseball, obviously the Orioles are not a good team, um, but... You know, that, that's still the highest level that you could play, right? To be able to go through what he's gone through and be able to come up at bat in spring training, it's a remarkable achievement. And, you know, God willing, he gets through the season. And, yeah, his life feeling like it's back to some sort of normalcy, it's a huge, huge step. And, and as you said, that can't be minimized. Um, it's a big step for him. You know, we have Carlos Carrasco now here in uh, with the Mets, so I'm going to follow him closely, read up a little bit more on his story. I know you know he went through a little bit of a longer battle, um, but imagine him now, you know, feeling the way he has a whole new team now. You know, I mean, the Indians would still be a contender, and I think they will be a contender this year. Somehow, Frank Conner is just you know great manager. I think um, even without. You know, watch the two guys that they got from the Mets, Rosario and Jimenez. They're going to be all stars. Watch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though they both are very good, I know, I know Jimenez is going to be very good. Uh, and, and Rosario, this might be the player that he is, but he's solid. You know, he's not not a great player, but solid. But but Carrasco, I, you know, phenomenal story. Whenever somebody can come back and and resume their life, you know. So I mean, we can end with. You know, just briefly on Tiger Woods, I mean, the injuries that he obviously has, by all accounts, are massive. I'm sure at some point he'll talk about, you know, what happened and how his injuries are. And, you know, who knows if he could come back, you know, from that. But he lived. And, you know, he's got young kids. So I'm sure that that's the number one thing on his mind, you know. And I don't know what Tiger Woods' faith is. But... Man, oh man, God was definitely looking out for him for sure, you know, and, uh, you know, watching, seeing what his car looked like, you know. Um, yeah. But I, just just for him to come back and walk is probably going to be, you know, based on what they say about his injuries, which, you know, part of his leg injury seemed very similar to Alex Smith, you know, with, you know, bone protruding through the skin and everything like that. That's horrible, you know, so... Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think he's thinking about coming back golf, but but he's so competitive. But he's done everything in, in golf. I mean, what else was left to maybe get Jack Nicholas's record? Is that really important to him at the moment? I doubt it. You know. Yeah. Um All right. Hey, listen, great stuff, and more next week. We'll we'll have more baseball. Um, we'll talk more basketball. A little NBA All Star. Hopefully, the Knicks will have a great week, and we can talk more about them. And we'll look for those stories that hopefully inspire you. So, Kenny, take us home, man. All right. Um, hopefully we will see a bit of a normal with um, with fans in the stands in baseball now. But for That's now, amazing. this is Kenny Squared End. Kenny? With Sports on the Positive Tip. We will see you next week. All right. We will see you next week. Thanks, Ken. Talk later. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.